Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow-detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. And and then he's like, hey, so follow me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Because, duh, it's definitely the smart thing to do to follow some random guy that I just met to the gasoline station. It's totally safe. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Willie Cisneros, the better half to Veronica Cisneros. The better. better half. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know about better. And empowered and unapologetic. That's right. I'm back again for another episode. Um, we're here to celebrate um, Veronica, my wife, my lovely wife, uh, and 43 amazing years. Um, it's her birthday today. So we wanted to kick off a celebratory episode here um, using Gottman theories and we're going to do some little exercises just to go through uh, a bit of our history. Um, So we're going to start this off with uh, a few little questions and some things for you to get to know us a little bit better. 
Okay, so Gottman. Who the hell is Gottman? So you have John and Julie Gottman, and they are the creators of Gottman Therapy. Now, Gottman Therapy is definitely a therapeutic orientation. So it's a method that we use to to provide couples counseling. And it is a very strong method. It's been around four years. And most therapists who work with couples are trained in Gottman therapy. So I'm super excited to use this because I'm not sure if you've heard any of our past episodes, but Willie and I both took a Gottman leadership training. And one of the primary reasons why we took a Gottman leadership training is because Willie's going to be in our couples retreat. We don't have anything scheduled as of yet. But definitely we'll have, you know, both um, men and women in a couple's retreat and Willie will be one of the leaders, one of the primary leaders, including myself. And so with this Gottman teaching, um, we learned quite a lot about a relationship. And so what he will be going over is some of the questions that Gottman asks couples. We're about to answer them for the first time. This is going to be completely real, raw, authentic, open. There might be some tears more on my better halves than mine. (laughs) So we'll just see where this goes. All right, baby, take it over. All right. So the first things first, we're going to go over the first one, which is discuss how the two of you met and got together. I'm going to give my perspective. She's going to give her perspective on what went on on that day. Um, But I'm going to say from my heart and just... You know what's what's going on here. So there's that's the first part, and then the second part is going to be what were your first impressions of each other, and then the last thing is what made your spouse stand out. All right. So the first part of it is how did the two of you meet, and how did we get together? So the first we met, um, it was the summer of 1997, 1998, summer of 1998, August September time frame. I had just gotten back from a uh, one-year deployment to Okinawa, Japan. I was stationed in Japan for a while. Came back over here, and I was borrowing my cousin's car. Um, I knew I had a cousin in the Southern California area. Didn't know my way around um, the Camp Pendleton, Oceanside area. Uh, was driving and only knew one way to get to and from the laundromat to go take my uniforms and go get my hair cut. And I was driving, had the windows down, m- music blaring. Um, it was a great great day in sunny Southern California and I was singing windows down and everything. And lo and behold, a car with two girls pulls up right next to me. I get stopped at a red light at a red light. They pull up next to me and I'm singing and I get embarrassed because I get caught and I see them giggling next to me. She says that she didn't know it, notice me, but I felt embarrassed. Like I just got caught. So we go light to light to light to light, making turns and doing all that other stuff on the same, on this little interstate. And uh, they're going the same way I was going. So we're doing this cat and mouse thing going back and forth where I would speed up, she would speed up, we would slow down, she would slow down and just going back and forth and glancing at each other back and forth, back and forth. Finally, we get to the final light. We're about to make a final turn. I only have a couple cars in front of me. She has one more car than I had in front of in front of her. And so that kind of put us at a, at a situation where had I gone all the way up, I'd have missed an opportunity to talk to my wife so, or my wife, obviously, to, to be. Um, and then if I, you know, just I, so I decided to seize the moment. I stopped, rolled down my window, told her, gave, gave her the, the hand, hand signal to, to go ahead and roll down her window said, hey, uh, why don't you pull over? Can we talk? And she said, yeah. And I said, all right, let's uh, just follow me. We'll pull over up here. Um, and so we did. And from then on, um, it was every single day. The day after, we talked every single day and we went out every single day. Um, and my first impression of her, well, she did also ask me, was I a Marine? Obviously, I'm in an area that's that's saturated with Marines um, right around the Camp Pendleton area. And so um, I told her yes that I was. Uh, my eyes were were covered. I was wearing sunglasses at the time, um, and so she she didn't even get to see me. Um, this is your impression. Stick to my, your story. Stick to your okay. story. You're and going then, into my story. <laughs> Calm down. And then um, you know I just I was I was just I, I thought she was she was beautiful. I thought she was you know we we kicked it off just from from the get go in conversations we had a lot in common 
Um, we were about the same, similar age. There was a lot of similarities that both her and I shared, not only in our own lives, but just in, in general, we had a lot of same interests. Um, so just all of that, as well as just, I think the one thing that stood out the most was how confident she was. Like to me, that was beauty beyond comparison. Um, along with the fact that she was just, she was, you know, she was cute at the time. She's beautiful now. Um, but you know, that's, that's obviously the, the physical attraction was there too, but it was, it was a lot of just the, the confidence that, that, you know, the, the charismatic, um, walk that she had and just, um, uh, attitude and all that other stuff that was just like, damn. Um, and then that, that to me made her stand out. So I'm going to turn the reins over to my wife and let her give the same, uh, so, so I'm just going to say ditto to everything you said with the exception of I was on, so I was on my way to go cruising so that the girl that I was with, Melanie, can meet guys. Melanie, I haven't spoken to you in like forever, probably since we met. It's been a minute. So about 24 years ago. And she's probably pissed off at me. So the goal was her and I both worked at a shoe store at the mall, right? So here I am working at the Carlsbad Mall. And, um, I was already dating somebody. Okay. Yes, I will. Oh my God. Really, Veronica? Yes. I was already dating somebody and he was on what we call float. So he was on a ship and, um, but the relationship wasn't really going anywhere because I really didn't hear from him, but whatever. Okay. Those are excuses anyway. So my friend Melanie asked, Hey, you know what? Um, how do you meet all of these guys? Like you meet all of these guys. And I'm like, girl, I'm about to show you, I'm about to take you cruising. And she's like, okay. And so she's like, well, I want to take my car. And I go, don't worry about it. I'll drive. So you have full access, full reins of, you know, just everybody. Anybody that comes up, you'll be able to talk. I'll be concentrating on driving. And then sure enough, I didn't see him singing. He says he was singing. I didn't see him singing. But I'm driving her car. And I didn't know we were following each other. Like literally, I didn't know. I thought we were just on, what is it, the 79? Coast, whatever it is. I always get those confused. Yeah. So I just, I remember us there, like just on the straightaway. I don't remember us seeing each other. So you were checking me out before I was checking you out. Okay, let's just say it. On mission. Yeah, I don't even remember that. So anyway, so I remember like exchanging glances and I was like, oh, hey. And then, yeah, exactly how he said it. I had two cars in front of me. He had one car in front of him. He ended up pulling up right next to me and stayed there. He didn't pull all the way up because, yeah, he's right. We wouldn't have had any we wouldn't have met. So he was like, Hey, what's up? What's your name? And I'm like, Veronica. And, uh, and then he's like, Hey, so follow me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Because duh, it's definitely the smart thing to do to follow some random guy that I just met to the gasoline station. It's totally safe. So we totally pulled in, we exchanged numbers. And from then on, we were with each other, like, Every day, every single day. For months. For Yeah, for like months, months. Every single day. He was totally like chicle. Chicle is another word for gum in Spanish. Anyway, so the thing that, the thing that definitely like, my first impression of him was, I thought he was good looking except for he had glasses on. So I really didn't get a good idea of what he looked like because he had sunglasses. But when I did finally like, see him which was at the movie theater on our first date we went to see rush hour so when i did finally get a good glance at him my first impression i'll go there because that's that's really where my first impression of you was i was like damn like this guy is so handsome i never have ever ever said or used the word handsome like the guy that i was going out with like he was cute but like my husband was like my future husband that i didn't know it was just like, damn, this guy is handsome. So that was my first impression. I know we're so like shallow because we're all about looks. Anyway, I'm just being honest. And what stood out was just like, I felt safe. Like that's the best way I could describe it is I totally felt safe with him. Like it was just, I don't know, like we had known each other for like so long. And so it was easy for me to just be me. All right, babe. So next question. So I'll go because we'll just do this back and forth because, I mean, duh, it's my birthday. All right. So question number two. What do you remember most about beginning to date? What types of activities did you do together and what were some highlights? I would say 
the things that I loved the most was just the the amount of spontaneity. Like we would go, we we were both down for whatever. Yeah, we would both go anywhere. We just like come up with an idea. Um, you know, fly to the what do they call it? Fly to see the your pants or whatever it is, and and we were just going going everywhere, and um, we would try new things, um, and uh, it was just it was great. And the thing that I, I think I remember the most was um, you and I just both going. We we both loved dancing, and so we would we were always in in TJ dancing. We were in LA dancing. We would go to San Diego, Riverside. And we just go party it up. But it was never like, like I've seen plenty of couples that go to places and it's like one person likes to dance, the other one doesn't. Um, and so for for both of us, it was just like we enjoyed each other's company. Um, and that just being one of them. But that was just in so many other different things that we did. It was just, I, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And even to this day, I would say that I, I still, and I've told you this many times, that I still to this day, when you come home, Still get the butterflies in the stomach, and you know, still, you know, still get that effect. And I think that um, for a lot of couples and young couples, and even and even those that have been you know long and tenured in, in their marriage and stuff, is that's part of of what they forget is like, you know, what was the original things that that brought you together, and just remembering those things. What was like the specific? Like, give me like a time. Like, give me give me a memory of like one of the activities we've done that was one of the highlights for you. Uh, one of the one of the highlights. Yeah, I'm totally putting you on the spot right now. God, there's so many different things that we've done. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, hell, those me meeting your your dad and your mom uh, the first the first time I ever met them. Activities, not death threats, honey. Activities. <laughs> no, no, no. And you and you. No, no, no I'm going to say this part because so I met. I met your mom and dad. Really? We're going to go here? Yeah, you went in. No, it's an activity, babe. That's not an activity. definitely an activity. How the hell is that an activity? (laughs) It's an activity. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. And so I met them, and I guess, you know, parents know best. They just just know when it's it's the right one, I guess. Um, But in meeting them, and and it totally, like, went over my head, didn't even realize it until later on, that they introduced me to their friends and – as their son-in-law on the, the very first time I ever met him. And so to <laughs> like any other guy probably would have just been out the door. Right? Um, not and with me, like, honey. Any other guy would have been like, hell yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but, but That's I, not an activity, baby. That was an activity. <laughs> Meeting your parents was an activity. So I'm going to jump in real quick. So I would have to say like one of my absolute favorite activities and I'm like back and forth about calling it a favorite because I was ready to literally like kill you like drop kick you like no other what's your birthday what birthday jumping out of a plane oh see that's an activity (laughs) that was not a fun activity homeboy tricked me so Willie is big on surprises really big on surprises I'm not so much I hate it like just let me know what's going on however now like I don't know like as we've as we've grown older, like, I tend to appreciate your surprises a lot more just because I know they're going to be really good. And I like the whole shock value. Like, I didn't know, but I kind of knew, but I didn't know at all. But, like, yeah, jumping out of the plane sucked. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the biggest activities that I kind of go back to is, shit, now I'm, like, thinking of 50,000 because that one memory brought up, like, 50,000 memories. But the biggest activity was the flume trail. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, See, I was thinking back in the day. No, I'm That's thinking about. Recent. Yeah. That's more recent. Flume Trail. I was, you guys got to listen to the episode. I was ready to kill him. Like, no lie. I thought it was like our 20, what, 20 something anniversary. And it was the hardest thing ever. But the reason why I feel like that, that memory was so important and such a big highlight for me is because. All in like less than an hour, I positioned my husband as the enemy and I I acknowledged that. But in addition to that, I also got to pull back and not allow my emotions to get the best of me and really see my husband. And we had really good conversations about like, you know, one of the major topics was how, you know, I push you mentally and how you push me physically. 
And that was like a huge, huge activity that we both did, that we both learned from and we both grew from. I, I, I know I personally did grow a lot from that one because I, there was so many things that went, went on for me in my head. And that trip, that Tahoe trip, I mean, we were ready to buy a house over there. That's how great it was. But like, those are the activities that we do to, it was a 14 mile hike for our 21st anniversary. Definitely listen to that episode, episode 52. But yeah, like, I remember that. That's an activity. Yeah. I mean, other activities were like when we had the two bedroom apartment and I would throw water on you and you would run out but naked chasing after me. Yeah. And then we would do other things. That's what we had. had, Like, we were down to nothing. We had no furniture. We had a big ass tube television, 32, 30, no, 36 inch tube television, Mm -hmm. like a thousand pounds that sat on the floor. Um, that was the only thing I owned. But what activities are starting to come yeah. up for you right now? So things that are starting to come come to mind have been like just like even birthdays. Some of, the, some of the things that we've done, but also some of the things that we've done as a family. Yeah, um, those are the things that are coming to mind right now. Like you know our trip to Miami and staying at the Versace Mansion. Hell yeah, it was dope. You know, I'm driving around the Everglades and and you know they're side by side with the damn alligator or crocodiles or whatever the hell they got. Right. That was scary. Those, um, or, or even swimming across, um, a river and taking, or not a river, but a lake when we we're in, in, um, Maui. Maui and having our kids and going back and forth to grab each little one. And then even you. Yeah. Hell no. I wasn't across, doing it by myself. Across the water just so we could go see waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just some of those things. And, and like, we've done just a ton of different things and we've challenged not only ourselves, but our kids and our family, um, and we tend to push each other. We we push each other like as as a family and as a unit. Um, and those are those to me are all just memories that can't be taken away. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's a hundred percent free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right now. That's right, right now, today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. Yeah. One of my, so one of the major activities we did for um, my birthday, you tend to surprise me like all the time. And one of my biggest, what was it last year? What did we do for my birthday? Now I'm like totally drawing a blank. Last year, I know this year what Last we're doing. Year we went to uh, Malibu. We went on a hike. We went to Malibu Cafe. Oh my God, um, that's right! It was also, a day full of activities with yeah. the kids. And then we went to dinner in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the next weekend, we did a whole um, group. We wanted to do a group dinner with everybody who went to uh, Mama Por Dios. Hell yeah. If you haven't been, you got to go. Mama Por Dios is like a club. But yeah, those activities. I think you and I, and I'm going to piggyback on what you said. Like, um, what do you remember most about being the beginning to date? I remember that spontaneity. And we yeah. still have that to this day. Mm-hmm. What, 22 years later? I would say that that's, well, you're, you've become more of a checklist now. Cause I, th- I think it's just in, in your nature and what you do, especially as a business owner, there's a lot of checklists for you. And I think that's just something that's before it was, it was just, there, there wasn't as much structure. I think for both of us, Yeah, I was just starting off my career. Um, you were just kind of dabbling in, in, in junior college at the time. So we really didn't have much, uh, we didn't know what the hell the future had in store for us. Yeah. So there was a lot of a lot of spontaneity for us. Right now, it's like, all right, what are we doing today? Yeah. And after we do that, where are we going after that? Yeah. And then you know the same questions just keep on at our. our but I don't know day. if it's like that for vacations. I would I would uh, argue that Mexico City, yeah. Mexico City, it was totally spontaneous. 
No, I knew the activities that I wanted to do. I, you, a, I, had I didn't have any. I just well, hooked. I knew all the <laughs> well, so there we go. There, you were the checklist. I wasn't. I yeah, went with them because I know that that's the way that you are. Oh, I love you. Okay, so I didn't need to be. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> question three. All right. Question three. How long did you know each other before you got married? <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't want to sound like a floozy. <laughs> <laughs> So these questions that we're asking, I want you to write them down and I want you, so we're not, for my birthday, my birthday present from the audience is going to be, I want to know what your answers are to these questions. So I am going to challenge you to have a conversation with your husband and ask him these questions and I want you to go back and forth. And in addition to that, I want you to either post it on Instagram or on Facebook and I want you to tag me because I want to know. I want to know what the conversation was like. And don't answer each other's questions. Hell no. Have your own, just like just like from us, it's been our own perspective of what took place on that day and what drew each other to one another. Not us finishing finishing each other's lines and saying, this is what happened and this is what you experienced. Yeah. Um, so how long was it before we got married? <laughs> how long was what before we got married? How long did we do it or how long until we got married? Or <laughs> How long did you know each other before? Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know where we were going. I was like, please, there's children listening. How long did we know each other before we got married? So we literally only knew each other for like, you proposed to me for wait, August to September, September, October, October, November, November, December, December, January, February, six. Sorry, I count on my fingers. So we knew each other six months before you proposed to me. Oh, no, four months. It wasn't October. It was August. Okay, so he proposed to me four months after we met. And then we got married. What was it? Yeah, because we got married October 16th. We got married a year after we met. Yeah. That is crazy. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But that was crazy. Totally like... Ben, how did you make the decisions to get married? So oh. there's actually uh, that's 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 interesting. So <laughs> um, there were times, and, and I was like a little kid getting ready to go to a candy store, excited all the time. And um, so when we talked about this, and when I asked, and I proposed, I proposed on Valentine's Day um, on the Hornblower down in San Diego. Um, and so. When I when I did propose, she said she said yes. And then later on, as we talked about it, she said, "But there is one thing that I want to discuss with you." She's like, "I want the fairy tale wedding," and I said, "Okay, no problem." And she goes like, "The full blown Cinderella wedding," and I said, "Okay, got it." And she goes, "So I will marry you with the condition that I can that we ha we end up having that." And I said, "All right, no problem." Um, so my plan was, in order for me to be able to do that, I have to be able to make more money. And in the military, you have to be able to have benefits that come along with that and being married. So that doesn't happen because you'll be living in the barracks and on a meal card and eating at the damn chow hall. So what was it going to happen? So I said, why don't I have an idea? Why don't we just go elope in Vegas and then I can give you the fairy tale wedding? So she was like, yeah, sounds like a, pla a plan. You didn't tell me that. Yes, <laughs> really? So then, so then. Oh my gosh, was, we said don't so interrupt. Then, so then we, so then we went ahead and that was the plan. And so periodically I would say, all right, is this the weekend? She goes, yes, this is the weekend. And then we get up to the weekend and I get all excited and telling all my friends at work and everything. And she get cold feet and she'd be like, no, nah, it's not going to happen this weekend. And I'm like, man. And so I come back on, on Monday morning and everybody's like, hey, let me see. Let me, let me see. Let me check out your ring. Let me see this. You know, how, how was it? And I'm like, it didn't happen. They're like, ah. Oh. So I, I felt like, like the story of the boy who cried wolf um, where he like tells all these fables about things that are going on and it really doesn't happen. So this happened repeatedly. I don't know how many damn times. A lot of times. A lot of times. So it was a lot of times of me having a broken heart and being let down and like, like I was stood up, but to another degree. Um, and I was like, damn, maybe she doesn't just, she just doesn't want to get married or doesn't want to marry me. Um, and so I just, after a while, I just stopped asking and um, I kind of gave up on it. And then finally she, when she was ready, she said, you know what, let's, let's go get married. And I go, stop messing with me. And she goes, no, for real. I, I, I know that I, I want to marry you and let's, let's go do it. Um, I think there was a turn of events that took place that kind of pushed her, 
but I'm I'm not for certain. I'm I'm gonna say this is she she said it to me, she said it when she was ready. Um so we did. We went to Vegas and um we tied the knot there. Uh we had a we had no cameras, we had no guests, it was just her and I. Um, our, the security guard that we asked there, uh, we gave him one of those disposable cameras that you had to like click, click, click. And then it like hold the, hold the, um, the flash button to get it to make this ringing noise. Um, but guy just went off make, taking all kinds of pictures from us all the, all the time while she's laughing because she's just, she thinks it's all funny. Um, I'm trying to take it serious, but yeah, so that's, that's my memories of, of how everything took place. So you're right. Something definitely did happen. And there was, there was an argument that went down in my household and I ended up getting kicked out of my house. My mom kicked me out. Um, and so did my dad. And it was, my dad was under the influence. He was, he was high and I didn't feel comfortable with bringing him in my car. And there was, there was more to the story um, but it would take more than the time that we have to record. Definitely more, more to the story. However, I ended up getting kicked out. I ended up getting kicked out and I called him and I was like, Hey, I, I need to leave. I'm in my car right now. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And I was like, I need a place to stay. And he's like, all right, I got you. So he ended up, he ended up coming, you know, coming over to the house in his car. And I, ended, he's like, just go ahead and follow me. So I remember following him and I was, I was classy back then. I was following him to the barracks, (laughs) totally following him to the barracks. And so here I am, we're on, we're about to make that left on Barcelona Road where that fire station's at, right? And um, we ended up, we were at a red light and he was right in front of me. So one thing that Willie and I always did, always, always did was we would write on our hands, I love you. So he would hold his hand out, right? So like, uh, let's say I was holding his hand. I would then draw with my index finger, I, heart, and then the U. And I remember I'm crying because I could not believe I was just kicked out of my house. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? I was so scared. I couldn't believe what had taken place. And here I am at a red light on base, you know, no less, and I remember Willie sticking his hand out. He stuck his left hand out. And with his right hand, he traced, I heart you. And I remember looking at him and I was like, why the hell haven't I married this man? Why haven't I married him? Like, what am I afraid of? And it was then, it was then that I was like, you know what? I I don't think it was that night, but I, maybe it was. But I remember, I remember saying, let's get married. And I I do remember, I do recall you saying, hey, don't play games with me. And I never knew, obviously, you and I have a conversation about this. But during that time, I never, never knew that he would go back to his work. And he was telling them every single weekend, you know, hey, it's this weekend, we're about to get married. I never knew that. I never knew that until we had split up and then we got back together. But that's a whole nother episode. But yeah, that is what I recall about our wedding. And our wedding day, we got married at the Justice of the Peace, walked into the court, uh, um, the um, Justice of the Peace, the court, yeah, the, courthouse. the courthouse, and the alarm went off. But yeah, we and we were kids. We were staying at Circus Circus as our hotel. I was 20. He was 21. But yeah, like, oh my God, it feels like we were like just kids, but it also feels like it was just yesterday because I can remember like almost every single moment and just like how safe I felt with you. Yeah. All right. Next question before I start to cry, like a little bit of a cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say it was easy or difficult to make the decision? To get married to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was easy. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling it right now. I don't want to, but I'm going to go with it. Baby, it was easy. It was so easy. And it was so easy because like you and I were totally kids. I mean, back then I would have thought we were, no, we're totally grown ups. But like, it was just easy with you. I mean, it wasn't all, I can't say it was every single day. It was easy, but it, right. But like during that time, it was just easy. Like I've always known, even when you and I were not on the, on, on, you know, good terms, I've always known you would take care of me. Don't get me wrong. I've questioned it a couple of times if I'm just being a hundred percent honest, but yeah, like during that time. No, it was easy. What about for you? 
I mean, I asked you over and over and over again, so I was ready. I was, I was committed. Um, so yeah, the answer is it was, it was easy for me. I just, I knew, um, I don't know how I knew. I just, I just did. I just acted on, on my gut and I was like, she's the one, she's the one that I'm meant to be with forever. And, and, um, you know, I just, I, in, in many ways people would be like, damn, you're a fast mover, but you know, I guess you, when you know, you know, um, <laughs> the second part of this question or the next part of this question is, were you in love? I was head over heels in love. Um, so yeah, I was, um, what about you? Babe, without a shadow of a doubt, absolutely. I was so in love with you. Like a hundred percent. It wasn't like puppy love. It wasn't any of that. It was just definitely like in love. Okay, so this is a perfect segue into the next part of this question. Okay. Of all the people in the world, what led you to decide that I was the one? Oh, my gosh, honey. Well, I mean, besides you had a nice ass <laughs> and you were totally good looking, like really handsome. You know what? It was like, I don't even know what other way to describe it. It's just safe, like completely safe. I've always known that you've had like, I've always known, we just got a reminder that just a really quick disclosure, really quick side note, because I'm going to call you out right now. I'm going to totally call you out. So, okay. Nazanin, this is all your fault. Thank you. <laughs> so Nazanin, which is a clinical, uh, she's a sexologist, you know, um, she was saying to schedule sex, just put it on the schedule. And so my husband and stay committed to it like it's a like it's an appointment that you can't you can't get rid of. <laughs> so Willie, of course, scheduled sex. Policy to this day. <laughs> so Willie, of course, scheduled sex. And right now, if you heard the buzzing, that's exactly what it was. It was a reminder that sex needs to take place by ten thirty p.m. tonight, and it's ten p.m. So we got to wrap this up. <laughs> anyway. What was your question again? I totally lost it. Um, how'd you know that, that I was the one? Safe? Yeah, it was just, you were safe. Not like you were, sa like, oh, you were safe, like, because I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere. No, hell no. I've always known I'm going to go somewhere. But you were safe in that, like, I'd call my house and you were there hanging out with my mom and dad. I would leave. I would go to the house, get ready to go clubbing, and you would want to kick back with my dad. And not want to go out dancing. You're like, no, let's just stay here. And I'm like, well, you can stay here with my dad. I'm out. But it was just like, you had this, I don't know. I'm not supposed to, I make other people cry. I'm not supposed to be crying. But it was just like, I don't know. Like, with everything, with, with everything, you've always felt like home. Like, always felt like home. Even now, like, you're home. You're everything. I don't know. It's just, it's that. So, yeah. I would say for, for me, in knowing that you were the one, it was, I mean, from the get-go, it was it just, I, I have just been, I was, I, I fell like harder than, than I can ever fall. Um, just in love with you. And just every bit of you, um, your confidence, the way you talk to me, um, your smile, um, the conversations that we had, how open you were, um, how transparent and vulnerable you were. And it just, it felt, it felt right in all, in all the ways that it, it could be. And so for me, it was like, I just knew, and it was nothing that I had ever experienced before, and I didn't want to lose it, didn't want to let it go, and um, I knew that it was it was a decision, much like the decision at the light. It was either seize the moment now or move up and lose out. Um, and so, with that, as as fast as that took place, it was the same thing. Like I, I knew I had to do the same thing too, and and uh, and seize that moment, and 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 making my wife. <laughs> is it my turn to ask the question yes what number are we at four four share memories of your wedding and your honeymoon if you had one 
What do you, you each remember most? So one memory about her wedding, one memory about her honeymoon. Am I answering or are you? Um, I'll let you go. All right. Stop. So one memory I have of our wedding was... <laughs> one memory I have of our wedding is the... Um, when I was on the horse carriage and my dad was walking me down the aisle. Um, for those of you that don't know, my dad passed away uh, 14, 15 years. No, 14 years ago. It'll be 15 years this um, this this year. Um, my dad passed away a while ago. And yeah, he was walking me down the aisle. We, Willie, so I, I have to make sure I, I mention this. So in addition to Willie using me to make more money so he can buy our wedding. <laughs> So he could afford our wedding. So he could afford our wedding. Well, he also got a second job. He ended up getting a job at Walmart, changing tires and oil changes. Tire Lube Express. There you go. There you go. Oh, you were sexy in that outfit too. Anyway, and so um, Willie worked really, really hard so that we could afford the wedding we had. He ended up getting me a hard, strong carriage like I wanted. So there I am with my dad and I'm walking down the aisle and just the way you looked at me. Like, it was the way you looked at me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to marry this man. Like, this is so crazy. Like, this feels like a grown-up thing to do, and maybe instead we should go out clubbing. But, oh, my God, this is, like, really, really happening, and he's going to be my husband. Like, I think it was just like, holy shit, this is real. Like, that's the biggest – that's the the first memory that comes up is like, no, for real, this is real. Like, you're really getting married, girl. Like, keep on walking because he's fine as hell. But, like, oh, my God, it's happening. And I remember, I remember like walking with my dad and I remember like just walking towards you and it was just like, ah, this is crazy. We're like really getting married. This isn't like circus, circus, us in the courthouse. This is like legit. And then, um, I'll, I'll go to honeymoon after you say wedding. What was your one? Number one. Okay. So this was, so keep in mind, obviously we've had. We had two weddings. So the second one was June 24th. First one was, was October 16th. Um, I love so, that you remember these dates. So a, a lot of, a, a lot of time and space in between those two different dates. Um, and I tend to celebrate October 16th. I, that's the, the real date. That's the real deal. Yeah. That's the real one. Um, so for me, I mean, there's, there's memories about both. For me, my, my memories about our second one, the, the, the fairy tale wedding is that it was, it was like I blinked my eyes and it started and ended hmm. that fast because there was so many things going on, so much family. Um, I don't even think I got to see everybody. There were so many dang guests that we had. Um, it was from the horse-drawn carriage to a little waterfall behind us to a um, a little lake around us uh, cascading around the area where we're at, um, to having mariachis, baila folklorico, a DJ. Um, Bambi singing. Yeah. Ariana, uh, she was singing. Yeah, we had a, a friend of ours that, that um, of my wife's that sang. Um, it was just, it was over the top beautiful. Um, but it happened so fast. Like, we didn't even get up to eat. Like, usually it's the wedding party that gets up first and goes over to go grab their food and all that other stuff. We didn't even get up. People brought us food mm -hmm. um, because we didn't we didn't even eat. Uh, we were taking pictures and doing all kinds of other stuff that um, I think it just went by so fast. The one that to me um, was was memorable was just the one being in the moment and the the actual day at the courthouse walking in. There's a buzzer going <laughs> off like we just robbed the bank. Um, there's flashing lights everywhere. All the lights are off, but there's these flashers, like um, almost like when sprinklers go off in a building and it's a fire alarm. And there's there's like those strobe lights going on in the building, and there's nobody in the building. It's vacated, and so we're walk we we walk in. It goes off. We ran out of the building and we're walking and we keep on looking behind us. <laughs> like running, like we're running from the cops. Yes, I, I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. And we keep on looking back and we're like. Okay, we're the only idiots running, and there's nobody behind us. So us, like little kids, like going, we we start going back and forth, 
to get inside this building. And then we realized like other people just start walking in. We're like, maybe there's nothing going on with this thing. So we do. And we eventually, you know, get married. But just that day was, was memorable. It was, I was trying to take it all serious and, you know, have it, you know, a, a lovely moment and everything. My wife is just, she's laughing at the security guard who was trying to be, be all serious. And she asked him, can you take one or two pictures? He was like, I can't do that. I got to be a security guard. I got to watch this place. And, um, he all of a sudden he turns into this photographer, over the top photographer <laughs> that's like crouching and he's jumping in between us and he's moving all around us and from all these different angles, um, with his disposable camera, that's like clicking as he's doing it. And it's, so that's why in all our wedding pictures from that day, my wife is laughing hysterically. There's like no good pictures because I'm like dying of laughter, <laughs> like not taking it serious at all. I think I'm going to make that our image for this podcast episode. It's hilarious. So let's jump to, honey, it's interesting that you go to our first wedding. I went to our second wedding. But you know what? I went to the second wedding just because it was the formal wedding. Yeah. However, just kind of hearing you right now recall it. I would definitely have to say the first wedding was so much memorable than the second one because yeah. it was just you and I, and I could go on and on with memories. I won't unless you want me to, but yeah, I could go on and on with those memories. But so, okay, let's wrap it up with honeymoon. Yeah. So what do you remember about our honeymoon? The honeymoon was awesome. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. You want to know the number one thing I remember about the honeymoon? <laughs> 24-hour pizza. 24-hour <laughs> pizza. So we had never been on a cruise before. Ever. I, we're I had, broke. We're I broke. Been on a cruise. So I think we were gifted a cruise. No, we... Or did we save it? I think we saved it. Yeah. Well, any, anyway, we, we ended up on, on a cruise. You know, 21-year-old, 20, 21-year-old, 22-year-old. Uh, yeah, year we're both 21. Oh, yeah, we were... We're 21, 21. yeah. Um, so we were able to drink at that time. Got wristbands. We were drunk every day. Um... <laughs> God, it was just so much damn fun. So um, much fun. And, you know, got a room because we didn't need any damn, uh, we didn't need any windows because. We didn't, we couldn't afford that. That was, that was the top line. was for sleep and sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a lot of the second part. <laughs> uh, and he, yeah, it was just, we had a ton of fun on that, on that cruise. We ate a bunch of stuff that we've never eaten in our damn lives. Um, <laughs> we went on Mexican Riviera cruise and got to see a bunch of stuff and it was just, Remember the ban remember the banana boat ride? I think it was in was it in Cabo? Cabo, yeah. We did the banana boat. It was just was it just you and I or was it somebody else? Uh, I think it was just you and I. Oh, okay. And then remember the pool? That was a muscle line. Yeah, remember the pool? Yeah. Okay. Well I'm gonna tell you what happened in the pool, but remember yeah. the pool? <laughs> you got that a, you got a zoo and No, yeah. the pool. Oh, I remember the pool. Remember what yeah. happened? Yeah. I okay. <laughs> The crazy part is <laughs> we ain't gonna save that. We ain't gonna share that. That we're gonna keep private. But that pool wasn't. We weren't. We pre so real quick. We pretended that we to were guests. Yes, at a hotel that we weren't even. We weren't. Even we wouldn't guess that. And we ended up enjoying the luxuries of their pool. And we went a little bit overboard on how much we enjoyed it. <laughs> Remember? I don't know how that wasn't. How did we think that we would be discreet in a public pool? I don't know. That that's like okay, we ain't gonna go there because yeah. then you guys are gonna know what happened. But yeah, like okay, so there, so that my memory was twenty four hour pizza and definitely the pool. Yeah. Your memory was, uh, I, I would, I don't know. We we just, God, we had we had a lot of damn fun on that damn thing. We we drank a lot. We, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in Cabo, um, hammered at like nine o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. at Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wobble, um, having waburitas. Yep. And then after that, that's when we went on the banana boat ride. Yep. Um, and then eating a gang of food in yep. Mazatlan and paying like 20 bucks. For real. Um, and then going, what was it, tequila tasting in, I think it was Mazatlan, where there was like a... I don't know what the hell we want. Was it like a, a supermarket or something like yep. that? And there was just a shitload of tequila tasting for free. For free. That shit was badass. You know we were posted right there. It's <laughs> so, so, like um, all those all those places. Just being able to see all those all those different places in Mexico was was awesome. Uh, the boat was was great. 
the company that we had at our tables for dinner. They were closed shut. Uh, they started off, everybody was kind of like to themselves. Uh, to themselves. And then by the end of it all, we were every best single, friends. Every single dinner started off with a shot. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I yeah. forgot all about that. Every That's true time. though. And we got our waiter to ha- take a shot with take us. Take shots I with think us. It was on our last, our last dinner. Yep. Yeah. Finally took a shot with us. Dang. Yeah. So part of the reasons why it's so important. No, not alcoholics. No, not at, no, hell no, not at all. So part of the reasons why it is so important to do this exercise, exercise like this, to recall memories, recalling those fun times, those times when you guys were the best of friends. I know right now there's so many things that have gone on, maybe in your relationship or just over time. And for whatever reason, that friendship has subsided. This exercise is truly to help you think back to like times when it wasn't so chaotic. And if you're able to recall moments, fun moments, like such as the ones that we've shared, that is great. If you're not, then we're definitely going to need to work on your marriage. And that's not a bad thing. It's just knowing that there's something we have to do to make things different. Baby, so definitely want to go ahead and wrap up my birthday. I wasn't going to ask you what we're doing, but I want to know what we're doing. So So there's like three different parts to your birthday. So there's the part that we're doing where it's us, a weekend getaway with our best friends. Alma Martin, Marlene, and Eduardo. Yeah. So we're going to go to Valle de Guadalupe, go out to the the wineries in Mexico, and we're just going to have a great time out there. Eat some great food, um, drink some great wine, and just... Enjoy. enjoy the ambiance and enjoy the time away. Um, that's much deserved. And then the second one is we are going to, um, let me see. So that's. Don't give out dates. Don't give out dates. I don't want stalkers. Yeah. So then the first part, first thing would, oh, and then I'm going to make dinner for, um, on your actual um, birthday, I'm going to make, um, you asked for chilaquiles. Oh yeah. For the morning. So I'm going to make chilaquiles for breakfast. For boom, boom. And then for dinner, um, I've invited family over, um, so that way we, you you asked for uh, green enchiladas. Hell yeah! And so I'm gonna make that as well. Rice and, and beans. Then, um, yes, rice and beans. <laughs> and so um, that that's that. And then the last part is we're gonna do a tiki boat ride out of um, the LA area. Uh, Santa Monica area. We're gonna go out of there, and it's gonna be um, we'll be jumping on a boat. Going out, we've got pedal boards, karaoke machine, um, food, drinks, friends. Nah, we're going to enjoy some time out at sea, um, just having a good old time and um, just getting uh, that California weather and um, it should be a good time as well. So the biggest thing for birthdays is we definitely we definitely try to plan a trip for the birthday, whatever trip you want. And then in addition to that, we also on your actual birthday one thing that's been tradition for us, especially for our kids, is we make sure to have family over and we celebrate on that birthday. Yeah. I personally am asking for the girls. This is another part that's really important. I'm asking the girls to make me my cake. My stra- I love, absolutely love, love strawberry cake. Ladies and gentlemen, if they're on here, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Again, I highly encourage you to go through these questions that I've asked. Set time out, set time out of your day. And again, try it like how Willie said, try to refrain from any judgment, criticism, try not to finish each other's sentences unless you're like totally agreeing and like you're caught up in laughter. But I want you to go back, go back to when you and your partner were the best friends. Baby, do you want to have, do you have any last remarks? I would, my recommendation would be take these questions. If one of you wants to be the one that, that maybe only one of you heard this episode and wants to take the notes from this episode, take the questions, jot them down, text it to your spouse and say, Hey, just on your own, can you go over these questions and answer them on your own? And then maybe go on a date night, um, schedule some time away with just the two of you. And have it where you're not talking about work. You're not talking about how your day went and all that other stuff. Just schedule some times for you to just to get to know a little bit about each other and just what's your perspective on this. Uh, make it something special. And we'll we'll continue to go over these these questions. 
Um, and then, so this is going to be something that you can do as well on your end. And I would just say that in the end, um, just know that, that marriage is not a race with an end. It's a marathon. And so you got to enjoy the journey. Um, it's, it's a long journey and hopefully one that, that you and your partner will be with, you know, together forever and just seeing it, seeing it through to the end. Bye for now. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect, deep down, that glass, or three, of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. 
If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I'm Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.